Hello, my name is Zona Bataki, and I'm a Senior Endocrinology Fellow at the University of Washington and Kidney Research Institute in Seattle, Washington. On behalf of my co-authors, I'm excited to present a summary of our paper published in CJSON entitled The Effects of Vitamin D2 Supplementation on Vitamin D3 Metabolism in Health and Chronic Kidney Disease. Vitamin D supplements are widely prescribed to people with and without chronic kidney disease. However, the downstream effects of vitamin D supplementation on vitamin D metabolism are not clear. We designed a study to determine the effects of vitamin D supplementation on underlying vitamin D metabolism and how CKD modifies these effects. We studied 25 participants with CKD and 44 without CKD. Each participant was prescribed ergocalciferol at a dose of 50,000 international units orally twice weekly for five weeks. We examined changes in plasma concentrations of vitamin D metabolites and whether these changes differed by CKD status. Ergocalciferol supplementation effectively raised plasma concentrations of 25-hydroxy-D2 and total 25-hydroxy-D among participants with and without CKD. Vitamin D2 supplementation also raised 125-dihydroxy-D2 concentrations and decreased 125-dihydroxy-D3 concentrations such that there was no significant change in total 125-dihydroxy-D. There was a decrease in the ratio of 125-dihydroxy-D3 to 25-hydroxy-D3 suggesting downregulation of CYP27B1, the enzyme that converts 25-hydroxy-D to the active 125-dihydroxy-D. At the same time, there was an increase in the ratio of 24-25-dihydroxy-D3 to 25-hydroxy-D3, suggesting upregulation of CYP24A1, the primary enzyme that catalyzes the catabolism and clearance of 25-hydroxy-D. Fibroblast growth factor 23 and parathyroid hormone did not significantly change in either group. Compared to participants without CKD, those with CKD had significantly lower baseline levels and smaller changes in 125-dihydroxy-D2. The ratio of 125-dihydroxy-D3 to 25-hydroxy-D3 and the ratio of 24-25-dihydroxy-D3 to 25-hydroxy-D3. For participants with CKD, levels of 24-25-dihydroxy-D3 and the ratio of 24-25-dihydroxy-D3 to 25-hydroxy-D3 after supplementation were similar to baseline levels of participants without CKD. Our data support the prevailing theory that total circulating 125-dihydroxy-D concentration is tightly regulated even during vitamin D supplementation. The data suggests that this regulation is maintained in moderate to severe CKD, albeit at a lower 125-dihydroxy-D concentration. During vitamin D supplementation, regulation appears to be achieved through downregulation of CYP27B1 and upregulation of CYP24A1 mediated 25-hydroxy-D clearance, and it does not appear to be dependent on parathyroid hormone and fibroblast growth factor 23. Our data support the concept that vitamin D catabolism is reduced in CKD in addition to 125-dihydroxy-D production. Nonetheless, among CKD participants, 
2425-dihydroxy-D3 increased substantially with supplementation to levels near those of the non-CKD group without supplementation. We think this is an important finding because low 2425-dihydroxy-D3 concentration has been associated with mortality and proposed as a biomarker of sufficient 125-dihydroxy-D activity in CKD. We concluded that vitamin D2 supplementation decreases conversion of 25-hydroxy-D3 to 125-dihydroxy-D3 and induces vitamin D3 catabolism. These effects are blunted in CKD. However, in CKD, vitamin D supplementation appears to increase vitamin D catabolism to levels similar to those of unsupplemented people without CKD. Thank you for listening to the C. Jason podcast. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast of the American Society of Nephrology. Thank you.